Oh, we can breathe finally. Hallelujah. <laughs> Well, it's not the matter how they win, it's that they won, right? Yeah, they don't, they don't <laughs> ask you how you win, they ask you if you won or not. They, the points at the end of the season, I guess, count, right? Right. Something, something, uh, just, something. Seriously, welcome to this edition of Teal. Well, we do this after every single Sharks game. So if you want to be part of the show, here's how you do it. Chat with us and fellow Sharks fans in the YouTube chat on the page or the app. You can also follow us on the social, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, all under Teal Town USA. And of course, for more Sharks content, hit us up at Teal Town USA. Yeah, I'm in stealth mode so that people can't see that I'm a Sharks fan. <laughs> okay, I'll be good. I'll be good. No. Almost ran out of... Uh out of that so all right let's get back into it so score sheet filled to capacity and there we go of course mic problems but we got it back together all right let's get things going and it got things going really quick 52 seconds in logan couture finally gets off the schneid uh eric apparently your mic's cutting out i can hear you fine though so i'm not sure what the i'm not sure where we're getting at but uh you know hopefully uh Hopefully something. I, I don't know what the hell's going on here. You you talk about the opening goal. Oh man, I don't remember the opening goal. There's so much terrible that came after. Um, damn, I remember the opening goal. Um, now put me on the spot. That's say nice things. How about that? Oh, Fifty-two seconds no, I, in. I don't even remember the opening goal. I gotta go see you squared it. There's you, so many goals in this game; they all kind of blur together at this point. Logan Couture, you know, uh, gets his second. I'm thinking my mic's okay now. This is the worst podcast ever. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Don't don't in the don't, history don't, don't, of ever. Don't encourage them. Uh, you know, uh, Couture gets. Try and figure out who the hell scored the goal. The One Couture, thing, no, it's Couture. I'll just say something, something worthwhile saying. I, you know what, the first period. Talk about the first period before, without actually looking at the goals, just because I can't remember who scored the first one. Um, I really like, like, there's a lot of things you really liked in that first period. There was the I, the fact that, uh, you know, there was something that I really enjoyed about that first period was that whenever the Sharks, uh, whenever the Sharks did have pressure on goal, um, I thought Jones did look a little squirrely early on, but the defense did a really, really good job of clearing rebounds, which is something the Sharks have just been atrocious at this season. Like, yeah. you get a shot on goal, and then it turns into three shots on goal or four shots on goal or five shots on goal. Like, it's just ridiculous. So the fact that they were able to um, to do that, that the way they the way they were able to defend in that first period, I thought was great. Like, there was the first period of this game, they were really doing a lot of things really well. And 
you know, some people were tweeting at me like, well, you know, what do you think? Like, is this for real? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic, but it's the Minnesota wild. Right. Right. Like, uh, okay. So Logan's Logan Couture's goal from Kane. Yeah, that was nice. And uh, just jumping off uh, the, the, uh, NBC crew was uh, isolating him tonight because he had a mic on. Uh, but I I love how they had him isolated there to when he's jumping off the bench, just jumps right into the play. So that was at um, six time out of seventeen games that the Sharks get their get their first goal of the game. Uh, thank goodness for that. They they were three one and one when they score first entering tonight. And things kept going. Just about five minutes later, Timo Meyer gets his first goal in the wild. That wasn't an empty netter. His fourth from Hurdle and Eric Carlson, uh, two nothing Sharks. Uh, Timo, yeah, he had an empty netter to finish off the game uh, the other night. But uh, uh, finally, some timing, timely goals from Timo. Yeah, I Timo Meyer, like the the Sharks got like like. Like I said, you know, you go in the first period of this game and and there's like so many positives you can take from it. you got guys that right. have, you know, kind of been on the schneid, kind of got off the schneid. It was, you know, Timo Meyer being another perfect example of that, like just another really pretty goal. Um, just and it was good. Like you saw it was good. Good analysis, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> like it was you're seeing a lot of the things that you wanted to, you know, you really wanted to see from this team offensively, you know, click, click, bang, you know, a lot of good bang, bang plays, a lot of good passing and just general, like just general competency that we're just not used to seeing from this team. Right. Especially on the offensive side of the puck. I, I, you know, I, I thought that they did a lot of, um, they, they made Staylock, you know, do a lot of trying to move left to right, which I thought definitely something that he struggled with when he was here. Um, the back, it's just a plain jersey. I'm terrible at things. Yeah, Skylar Green asking what's on the back of his jersey, and so far, nothing. Nothing, it's blank. Yeah. So, uh, that makes it 2 nothing for the Sharks. They get into a little bit of a penalty trouble at 11.42 with Gambrell going off for hooking. Minnesota's power play doesn't do anything. Uh, mm-hmm. so that gets, that keeps getting the Sharks going. And then at 16.40, Marcus Sorensen with just the tip gets his third of the season. Marlowe and Couture to make it three nothing there. A lot of guys that have been struggling. Couture, Meyer, Sorensen getting off the Schneid tonight against former Shark Alex Stalock. Yeah, I mean Stalock wasn't good tonight, but I mean I the, the Sharks but I, I thought even though Stalock wasn't good tonight, like I really thought the Sharks, you know, the Sharks made him work. The Sharks made him move around a lot. They you know, it was a lot of crisp passes and a lot of, like I said, bang, bang. Not a lot of, you know, um, trying to slow it down and, and then throw a pass to, like, the obvious, make the obvious pass to the point or whatever. Right. You know, they, they really strayed away from that tonight. And it was a lot of just really, really good puck movement, quick puck movement, shots on goal. And, yeah, I mean, Stalock obviously didn't have a great night, but it wasn't like, you know, um, it wasn't like they didn't make him move yeah. around. You know, they they... They did really well to to make Stalock. Stalock's not a great lateral moving goaltender, and the Sharks exploited the hell out of that tonight. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what the heck is going on with my mic, but uh, apparently I'm supposed to talk louder, so forgive me about it all. 
<laughs> we'll, we'll get to this during the uh, wraparound. Many of players released from the Sharks seem to thrive once they leave. Hashtag post-teal syndrome. Well, I'm assuming we're talking about Don Square there. Uh, I believe so. He had a hat trick tonight. But we'll get to that in, in the wraparound in just a jiffy. Uh, meanwhile, a guy that returned last game uh, gets on the score sheet this game with a great tic-tac goal, as Chris mm-hmm. Cuthbert would, would say up up on TSN. Uh, at 1832, Redeem Shimmick bangs one in from the slot from Hurdle and Meyer. Four nothing sharks. Obviously, one of their biggest outputs of the of the season in this first period, right here. Absolutely. And, and you know they see and just seemed like they were just taking their game to the next level and build off of that confidence uh, after uh, winning the other night. Yeah, I, I mean Shimmick, uh, Shimmick coming back. You saw a lot of things like that. Shimmick does really well. A lot of those rebounds that did you know that dot batted away that was Radim Shimmick. um you know he, he's he's a he's a physical guy I, I like the way he plays he's physical he's hard to move off the puck and and you know that was just a situation where he was just in the right place right time he has a decent shot on him because it's funny because when we first signed Shimmick, I thought this is a guy like the shot kind of like I kind of likened him not not completely at Tim Heat because I think his defensive acumen is much better obviously but right. You know, it's the shot that always impressed me about Radim Shimmick to start, and you saw that tonight on that shot on goal because he just hammered it in. Yeah, in, in and just another, you know, Robin Malloy Shimmick is the Sharks. Uh, you know, it was where was it? Our just another Randy G, our Lord and Savior Shimmick. I mean, I'll give the devil his due. It's obviously had it. It's definitely had an impact on the team. I think. Um, you know, something that I've been kind of critical of on the Sharks is that other than Brendan Dillon, like it's a lot of stick checking. Yeah. Not very many people are going to, are going to, you know, make you pay for trying to go on their side. Shimmick is definitely a guy that's going to make you pay if you pick his side of the ice to try and move the puck down. And, and Shimmick making dividends in his first two games back with the big club, uh, and that pretty much finishes off the period for nothing after one Burns and Greenway uh, talk about each other's mamas uh, near the end of the period. They each got it roughing calls 12, uh, 10, the shots in favor of San Jose over Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota was killing them in the faceoff circle though. That, that was a tough part. Um, this... Yeah. I think faceoff faceoff wins is kind of overrated though, because like, I, I think in that period like that shows like it, if you're a team that can, that can play a decent possession style, which the Sharks are capable of at times, um, then winning a faceoff isn't a big deal because all you need to do is get the puck back. Um, and I, 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 I'm not saying like the, you know, winning faceoffs is is just completely useless. Like obviously it's helpful, but you can overcome faceoffs if you can get the puck back quickly enough and then not give it up. Yeah, and you know, and you almost kind of like playing behind a little bit when. Your uh, when you when you just lose the faceoff draw in, in my mind at least. Yeah. Um, the second period now, uh, around five oh nine, Ferraro takes a a, a shot. Hurdle kind of does what LeBanc kind of did was would push the pad of Stalock to to get the puck in the net. 
Um, obviously, they call that no goal. Uh, glad they have some consistency in the NHL. They made sure and reviewed and everything. But uh, mm-hmm. it got a little rough and tumble there. Uh, Meyer went off for roughing. Hartman, who will be a big um, part of this game later on, um, gets roughing. Didn't get anything for uh, hair pulling by Matt Dumba. Uh, <laughs> which, yeah, uh, I, I didn't did really like... I didn't really mind like the no goal. I didn't really, I, I, I didn't like the reason they gave for it. Cause to me, it just seemed like the, the play was blown dead before the puck crossed the line. Right. And that explanation, I think I would have been totally fine with, right? Like, I, okay, fine. You, you blew the whistle. I heard the whistle before, you know, before anyone was raising their hands that they had scored. I'm fine with that. This, you know, we pushed the puck underneath the pads. I don't know. It just, the NHL can't help themselves sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and it's tough. So, uh, yeah. but, uh, and, and frustrating indeed. Uh, but, uh, they're, that's what they called it. And that's what they call it the other night. So, uh, to me, okay. If that's the standard you're going with, then that's what the standard it's you're going just, with. Yeah. Like, uh, if they would have just said they, they blew it dead, then I don't know. I, I just feel like they would have gotten, they would have gotten pushback still because obviously people are, are getting a little frustrated that these calls aren't going the sharks ways. And and for the most part, I I mean, I know I'm the, the contrarian here, so I I don't really, it doesn't bother me as much. Um, so I, you know, I'm okay with it. Like some, a lot of these calls I've been okay with, but still I can understand the frustration and I just feel like all they had to say was we blew the play dead. And I think most people would have been annoyed because it was a quick whistle, but you know, ultimately it would have been the right call regardless. Yeah. Um, so that's where that was going at, at 13.06. Meyer takes a holding Paul Minnesota doesn't capitalize on that in a minute into that power play a Ferraro takes a hit from behind by Matt Dumba. Um, and then you see Gambrell uh, go after Dumba, which I think is an obvious mismatch, but he was defending Kudos his, to him, defending his, uh, teammate there. Um, what did you think from that? Was that a hit from behind? And, and obviously, what do you think from Gambrell? I thought it was. Yeah, I didn't like the hit. I thought the hit was pretty. I thought the hit was dirty. I think that the league should have should. I think the league should probably look at it. It's a it's a play that I think the league should look at, um, even though it wasn't really penalized. And I don't know if Ferraro was hurt or if he just got stapled to the bench because, you know. Peter DeBoer decided he had to, he looked down the bench and saw, oh crap, Tim, he's not there. I got to staple someone to the bench at this point. Um, I, I didn't like it. I thought it was a hit from behind. Um, you could you could have called it a charge too, I think. I mean, there's yeah. a couple different ways you could have charged that. Boarding, hit from behind, charge. Like, I thought it was kind of all of those things. Um, yeah, I didn't like it. I mean, uh, good on Gambrell to go in there and and, and mix it up. I thought, you know, that like, like uh, that's the kind of thing you want to, you know, you want to see guys stick up for each other, obviously. And it was a huge mismatch, and I'm glad it didn't actually turn into anything because I thought Gambrell, obviously, that would be a huge mismatch for Gambrell, who just got back into the lineup right. from being injured. So, so I don't know. I didn't like it, but I mean, you know, I I appreciate. Um, I don't know, man. I. I know I I understand CT and all that, but I don't mind watching people punch each other in the head for some reason. I don't know. I'm a terrible human being, I guess. Uh, EJ Raddick, according to just another Randy G, was saying that was a dirty play on Twitter. I saw that tweet. Yep. Uh, Robin Moy saying situation room 
and Kurt was looking at the hit. The hit was good uh, in their mind. Uh, so, well, we never know. I mean, they, who, you never know. Like, I'm not holding my breath, but I wouldn't be shocked tomorrow to find out that the player safety was going to review that hit. Yeah, you know. So that, uh, so that's all. All that shenaniganery uh, came all about, and uh, but Minnesota would get one right afterwards at 1551. Uh, Coonan, his third from Erickson Eck to make it 4-1. I didn't have um, uh, that much complaint about that goal, indeed. Uh, yeah, it wasn't like Joe's it got wasn't a piece the of it. There wasn't the worst goal ever to allow, but. It was one of those situations where you kind of you felt it was coming. Like the Sharks weren't winning, you know, they stopped winning the battles, and right. you you could feel it. Like you kind of had that just that gut feeling that that was coming because they kind of did start getting too cute. They stopped, you know, all the things that I praised them for in the first period. Almost all of it stopped happening almost completely at that point. The, you know, um. The, the plays weren't as, you know, the, the passing wasn't as good. They were having trouble getting the puck out of the zone. Uh, you know, they weren't clearing the rebounds as quickly as they had been. It, there was, you know, it was, they looked a little complacent there in the second period, I thought. Yeah. It, but the, then the Sharks got going. They, they got a high stick. They got on the power play. Yeah, well, uh, two power play goals. High sticking sure. on by Eric Stahl sets up the hurdle goal. Uh, in the slot, his sixth of the season on the power play, Couture and Burns at 17-04 make it 5-1. Uh, of course, Stahl gets one back to make up for it, to make it 5-2, like n- nearly a minute later. And then at the end of the you know end of the period, Greenway takes a puck over glass penalty, sets up Evander mm-hmm. Kane with a sweet thread-the-needle pass from Couture uh, to make it oh, 6-2. Yeah, but that's the problem, right? Because this has been the Sharks' problem all year. And it's, you know, yes, it's good that they're scoring on the power play, and it's awesome that the power play continues to, you know, continues to be decent for the Sharks this season. But they stopped playing five-on-five, five, and the problem is most of the game's five-on-five. Five. So, yeah, two power play goals are great, but they got thoroughly outplayed five-on-five five most of that period, I thought. And especially after the, the 4 nothing start, which were, you know, Granted, all of them were five on five goals, so that that's nice to have. But uh, yeah, I mean, sure. uh, shots after that twenty nineteen in favor of Minnesota. Sharks were the gun two for two on the power play. Still, Minnesota was dominating the faceoff sixty four to thirty six. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry F in the chat. I gotta bring this up because everybody's laughing about mm-hmm. it. Pink uh, Pink Boudreaux is like Santa's evil shaven stepbrother. <laughs> oh, our fans. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Proud Hederick uh, says the Sharks came pretty close to the bed again, but luckily Jones was make, able to save it again. He should play goalie more often. Uh, <laughs> you know. So, uh, you know. Well, I mean, it, it's one of the, it's one of those things uh, that you just, you know, it, it's one of those things because then the third period happened, and boy howdy, um, I was I was ready to lose my mind. Eight oh seven, Hunt from Coonan makes it six three Minnesota. A minute fourteen later, Donato his first of the season from Stall. 
makes it six to four sharks uh eric carlson would uh break his stick after the goal on that one yeah it was it wasn't a great like eric carlson who i thought um like again like everyone else do a lot of the game i thought he made a lot of nice plays but that clearing attempt was pretty soft on his part and i probably would have broke my stick if i did that too like that that play specifically not great for for eric carlson but man jones needs to make a damn save yeah and that's one i mean but again carlson had a great night i thought i thought at least (laughs) just another randy g um can we stop at the second (laughs) we 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 can't really do that i mean we could but you know, Sharks win 6-2. Yes, that sounds a lot better than than the eventual. That's not a lot better. But, uh, so Donato makes it 6-4. Um, and, and then the whole uh, more shenanigans happen. You know, Kane and Hartman kind of tussle each other, th- share th- cross-checks. Kane throws a cross-check. Then Hartman uh, does a two-hander to the back of the leg. Um King goes down in pain. He obviously, he hit the the nerve right in the spot. Yeah, it's, I mean that's Charlie Horse Stinger. Take your pick. I mean it's. Uh, I don't think. I mean the good thing is is it's probably not going to be something like I thought. Even when he got back on the ice, he looked still a little skating, a little stiff. But I don't think this is going to be a thing that's going to ail him long term. I think I'm I'm hoping um, just because of the fact that they put him back out there. I hope like they don't do an MRI tomorrow and find out you know, he's torn something or whatever, but, um, just a, uh, just a dirty play. And then I, I don't know. I hate when people play dirty and then they go like all smug to the penalty box. Like they're the best. Well, yeah. And he, and he had this big old smile on his face and, but here's the other thing. As they come back from commercial, you see the officials going to Toronto. And I think this is, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, Ian, but this is the first time we see the new, the you know yeah the new rule in place where they review the five minute major um mm-hmm. i i mean obviously boudreau was upset about it but man if they change that into a two minute minor i i i i would i would have lost my oh uh, yeah that would have i mean we'd be going ballistic right now um no i mean that that, that was pretty cut and dry for me it was it was it was a it was an obvious slash, but it was, it wasn't, you know, but it was, it was an obvious slash, but it was an obvious, like, it's not like, oh, you know, you're, you're in a, you're in a puck battle and you accidentally, you know, whack a guy on the hands while you're trying to get the puck. Like that was just malicious and, and dirty and it should have been five minutes. And I, I'm, you know, I'm not surprised that it stayed a five minute major, um, with the second look. Yeah. And so, We'll see if he gets a finer suspension. Do you think he gets I'm anything? I'm thinking. I, I I tweeted that it's probably a fine, but I am terrible at the wheel of justice yeah. in the NHL. I think it's probably a fine. I don't know Hartman's history though, so. But to me, it's um you know the the NHL doesn't really care about crap that happens below the waist. It's really from the neck up where they start to care, unfortunately. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, it's, it's, it's a slash. It's probably a fine. If that, it might, if, if it gets a suspend. Yeah. If that, uh, it, you know, if they did suspend, uh, I would be totally happy with that, but I, I'm guessing fine. If I had to 
if I was put a gun to my head and make me put all my money down, it's a fine. Especially, especially since Evander Kane eventually would come back on that five-minute major. Um, Skyler saying that on the post game, they're saying Evander Kane sh- got a shot back of his knee. He expects a big bruise yeah. tomorrow morning. Oh, um, I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah, like yeah, it's probably going to be painful to to skate. You know, it's going to be painful to get around as that bruises. And it's because going to be tender and everything. But I, I don't like. I, I don't think it's going to be. Um, I don't. I hope that it doesn't turn into anything more. Like you, sometimes you never know, right? You get swelling or anything like that, and you don't really realize something's wrong until the swelling goes down. It, it, like one of those things, not to compare the knee, the back of the leg to the to the ankle, but you know, we always hear about them about guys taking the puck or any hockey player for that matter, I should say, uh, pucks to the ankle, and you don't want to take the the boot off right away. Right. No. Exactly. <laughs> Which is why I wear the stupid Kevlar things on your boots, people. Right. Just be smart. Yep. So, uh, so there was four on four for a brief time. Then, in the honor of our good friend Shalena Goldman, at ten forty three, Minnesota would take a hella dudes on the frozen pond penalty uh, to make it four on three. Then it became five on three. Then five on four. Nothing came out of it. So proof once again, folks, that you can kill off a five minute major. Uh, however. Just a few seconds after that five-minute major was killed, Minnesota would make it 6-5 as Zucker uh, gets his fifth of the season from Zuccarello and Stahl. Uh, for the record, Minnesota leading uh, leading the league in guys with last names that start with Z. Yeah, look, I, Martin, like again, you know, like Martin Jones let in so many soft goals this game. And that last one was pretty soft, I thought. Um, yeah, it's just not not a good night. I mean, this is this is problematic. Um, this is the Minnesota Wild. Like, I know, I know you don't want to like crap on wins, and I realize they've done a two game winning streak now. But these are bottom basement teams that they beat. Yeah, I, I, you know, you you wanted to come out of this game and you wanted to take something to say, yeah, things are turning around. But I mean, how many games are you going to win if you need to score six goals to win a hockey game? Not a lot. The Leafs proved that plenty early this uh, last season. They can't, they can't out outscore your problems. Um, and let's see with about two minutes to go. Jones, Stones, uh, Zach Parisi. I mean, my goodness, it was unfortunately, um, unfortunately, a a bad turnover from Eric Carlson. He fanned on the on the clearing attempt to uh, get that out. Barkley Goodrow makes a huge block shot as chaos was ensuing in that final minute, and the Sharks win this one. Six to five over the Minnesota Wild to get their two-game win streak. Uh, shout out to Hockey Mom. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is Eric Landy's mom. Uh, super nice. chat. Thank you very much. Appreciate that immensely. Uh, but overall thoughts on tonight. I mean, you kind of touched it on already, but uh, you know, with about- I, I wanted to come on here. Like honestly, like I, I, I said tongue in cheek, like. 
I, 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 you know, can, can I come on and be nice to the sharks, you know, <laughs> tune in to find out I was ready to be nice. I, I really was. Cause I thought like, again, that first period, that first period, if they can play more games like they did in the first period, right. Then they can hang with anyone in the league at that point. The problem is, is that when you let teams back into games like this and you can't count on your goaltender for a save regardless of who's in net like i i, I want to be like hey yeah two game winning streak this is awesome i totally expect them i don't care how bad nashville got their got spanked tonight they're going to be angry that they got spanked as bad as they did yep. by the avalanche tonight i am terrified of what this team will look like against uh, you know, a team like Nashville, like they're going to get spanked and it's going to be right back to the, the doom and gloom garbage. But I mean, we want, I mean, if you watch the game tonight, I, how do you, how do you think anything else at this point? Right. And, and you make up a great point there. You start out for nothing. You think everything's changing. You think all of it's going to be in good shape. And and then in the last what is it 25 minutes of this game you get you give Minnesota five goals I and mean, yeah thank goodness for the two power play goals that happened tonight but my goodness right but the 5 on 5 play completely fell apart exactly. and this is against the Minnesota Wild guys I I mean I I know we shouldn't throw stones sitting in a glass house right now but the Minnesota Wild suck like they are by far in my opinion, maybe LA might be a little bit worse than them. And LA is pretty terrible. Like the Minnesota wild are a bottom rung team. And I know maybe like again, stones and glass houses, right? I mean, the sharks right. obviously this season are not a good team. Like, I mean, yeah, you, you, you can give, you know, just in the chat there, I saw you, you can give Jones credit for, for some of those saves he made at the end of the game. But those saves wouldn't have been so damn important yeah. if he stopped some, you know, if he made some really what should have been routine saves to stop <laughs> this game from getting out of hand. And that's, I, I don't understand. And this is the part that I just, I continuously come back to is how, how in the hell did, did Doug Wilson this summer look at his goaltending situation and say you know this is fine like he's the dog with the cup and the the flames all are oh this is fine right like how did he think this was gonna be fine because like i guess because jones had 10 good playoff games and that solved everything <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. and i i don't and i look at it's not completely on jones i mean if i look at five on five this team needs to be better period but yeah like the the goaltending from jones has been just so subpar and I hate that I have to continuously beat up on Jones, but really, I, I mean, this team, if they could just get a couple of saves, you know, maybe, sure, maybe they're not, you know, the contending team that they were advertised to be when the season started, but they, at least they could be a, you know, middle of the pack team and, and you know, that's something, I guess. I mean, you don't have a you, you. I'd rather them be a middle of the pack team. They don't have their first round pick, right? Like I don't. I'm really, you know, if uh, if if we go to the draft lottery and the Sharks, you know, <laughs> logo comes up no. as the first overall pick, no. Oh, 
I, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's obviously, I, I, it's still November, but I mean, it's time's running out to get this thing turned around and I don't know how long, you know, I, I don't know how long they got to do something. Something needs to change Yeah, because these wins aren't convincing enough to me that anyone should still have like the rope that they're being given, whether it's the coaching staff, general manager, whatever. I'm just, I'm this team is broken top to bottom in my opinion that ian rant was brought to you by just another randy g with a super chat donation who said bring on the tough love truths ian so randy g i hope that that was money well spent for you um uh skylar is also saying so basically ian reed this game was a shark season in a nutshell yeah, I mean, it was really indicative of what we've been talking about this whole season so far, um, you know, doing these shows. Like, yeah, it was a really good first period. And and like I said, there's a lot of things to really like. But the last two periods was just more of the same. Yeah. Uh, EK just tweeted, we made it entertaining, but a good team win. I... Yeah, I mean, uh, at least Evander Kane has uh, a job lined up for him on uh, the post game after he's done playing. Yeah. Um, and not, not to get all hypothetical here, but I mean, I think this was going in our heads. If the Sharks had lost seven, six and OT tonight, would DeBoer be gone tomorrow morning? DeBoer should have been gone last week. Um, but yeah, I, I think if the Sharks lost that game in overtime and they go down and they lose, then he, I can't imagine, I cannot imagine something not changing. Like... I don't know. I mean, someone's got to step in here. If Doug Wilson's not going to step in, then Hassel Plattner has to step in. Someone has to do something because this this status quo, you know, because it pretty much is it's still the status quo, right? Like right. They, they they I thought the period that I watched the, the play Chicago and I didn't watch the last two periods in Chicago, unfortunately, because I had to work really early. And I've decided this season, especially with the team playing how they are, I'm not doing four hour sleep nights to watch this team play and then go to work at seven o'clock in the morning. Like, hell with that. Um, you. <laughs> like I, you. Well, that's I mean though that's like a four hour yeah that's, I mean it's like a four hour sleep night it's not it's not good it's not healthy um but you know I mean this is kind of the the same thing I kind of felt from you know from what I got from people talking about the Chicago game you know yeah they had a good you know they had a good first half of the game and then you know they almost coughed it up in the end you know, two points is great. Two points matters for sure. Um, but I just feel like when you're playing bottom rung teams, like I don't know what positive I can take from this that says this is turning around. Like I just, that's the problem. And that's really the problem, right? Like I want, I want to believe in this team and I want to believe that they're turning around. But even, even when things were going well, you know, you know, people ask me, Oh, well, you think things are around? Well, I'm like, I'm cautiously optimistic at this point, but it's still the wild. Right. Like, uh, and that's, that's the frustrating part. Only 28. Uh, the sad thing is all Jones has to do is be average and everything will be fine. Shake my head. Patrick yeah. Tyler, uh, oh. Uh, saying if they could get just league average goaltending, they'd probably be eight eight one nine seven one now. Uh, yeah, I mean, look at league average goaltending is what nine nine fifty, like somewhere around the nine fifteen range. The the Sharks are like what twenty five points below that at this point, probably. Yeah, like point two five below. Exactly. Like, 
Jones has got to be somewhere close to 800 at this point. Uh, tonight he was an 808 save percentage. 808. What's his? I wonder what his overall is. Oh, at this his point. overall. Uh, let me pull that up. Um, sure. It can't be that great. Like it's. Oh, Martin Jones. Martin Why Jones. Why do you need this to me? Uh. I don't know if this is updated yet from uh, NHL.com, but 889 uh, with a 3.38 goals against average. Atrocious. That's 80s goaltending for you. It's atrocious. It's absolutely atrocious. Like, I agree. No, I, 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 but I 100% agree, though. Like, if they got league average goaltending, like, you can do good things with league average goal. You can win games with league average goaltending. You could win games you shouldn't win with league average goaltending. And that's the problem with the Sharks is they have not gotten that, period. No. No. Good news. At any point this season. Yeah. If there's a positive out of anything coming out of the tank tonight, AJ Strong got licked by Finn, so he wins along with the Sharks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Molra had 33. He should still be fired after that third period. Um, I just, at this point, Look at the season is very slow, very actually, I shouldn't even say slowly at this point. It's very quickly getting pissed away. I don't know. I, and I wish I could find a better way to say that. But at this point, I don't understand why there isn't there hasn't been a coaching change yet, because even in their wins, they haven't been great. And coaches in this league have been fired for a lot less than Peter DeBoer. Yeah. Uh, Felix uh, saying that uh, according to Kurz, uh, apparently PDB, quote, abruptly ended his press conference despite a few more questions headed his way. Make of it what you will. Um, I mean, he, he, he can, uh, you know, turn it off and go and uh, call in a night. So, but, uh, you know, that's the problem. Uh, or that's the situation there. Another thing coming out of the locker room from uh, Sheng Peng. Uh, this is via Twitter. Meyer laughed and said, Dumb apologized for grabbing his hair. Quote, I was lucky he didn't pull my hair out there. Just tried to take care of my hair. No, it's all good. I think he was trying to grab my jersey. He apologized, so it's all good. So thank goodness Timo's hair is okay, folks. I mean. I, yeah, I, 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 I don't know what you do. Like for me, I would start with coaching and then see what happens from there i really i don't like the idea of calling up cornash like i just because if you call up cornash and then nothing changes then what right you've just blown like i there are guys that i wish if this thing's going to go completely off the rails like i wish there are guys that i wish would stay as far away from this mess as possible cornash is definitely one of those guys that i would want far away from this mess as humanly possible. Um, At some point, I would want Mario Ferraro out of this mess as quickly as possible. Now, the problem, of course, with that is, is that the Barracuda already have too many guys. (laughs) Like, they can't even, you know, like, there's, there's, they've got a bajillion healthy scratches at any given time because (laughs) they just have too many guys. You don't have any CHL team. Right. Um, so, I mean, obviously, you want to make sure that these guys are playing. I really would like to see Cornash just stay far away from this mess. I understand that, you know, some people want to see a change. And, you know, they're, I look at, 
I'm tired of seeing Martin Jones in net. Uh, and Arundel getting a start doesn't do anything to make me feel better about this. Um, but I just I just want to keep Cornish far away from this mess. Uh, Cheryl Singh Cornish is just isn't ready yet. Uh, you know, Hot Wheels eighty four. Oh, if you were to put some percentages on there, odds that you would see Cornish sometime this season. Oh man, I don't know. I mean, fire the coach first, and then see what you know, and then ask me that again. Gotcha. Because I don't think I Peter DeBoer is not going to call up Cornish. With Doug? It's not Doug's. I mean, you know, those kind of says generally. I mean, if clearly, if Doug Wilson had any control over people getting played or whatnot, then would. Tim Heed continually get dressed to play three minutes a night. <laughs> yeah, that's that is uh, you got a good point there. Uh, final stats on the night: thirty-one twenty-six in favor of San Jose. The Wild clinged on to the faceoff win, fifty-six to forty-four. Sharks were the only two power play goals in the game. They went two for four on the power play, despite getting nothing from. Um, Getting nothing uh, uh, on that five-minute major. Uh, mm-hmm. Wild take 30 pims tonight. Uh, block shots. Sharks 21 to 8. Uh, we'll give them credit for that one in, for uh, doing a good job. Tomash Hurdle with a 3.9, a goal and two assists. William Couture gets off the schneid big time. He had a 4.9, a goal and three assists. Um, huge breakout game for, for Couture. I mean, my goodness. Yeah. He, he I needed that. Just something in the chat here, a couple of things in the uh, in the chat here quick. Um, you know, a couple people like Rob Humphrey saying like Jimmy Howard, like, yeah, like if I'm, if I'm Doug Wilson, I would try and it's hard because of obviously your cap situation's atrocious, but I would definitely like in, in order to keep Cornash away from this mess, I would try to, even if you had to eat some cap, I would try to bring in some, like just somebody else. At this point, even just a stopgap guy, you know, um, like Rob's mentioning, you know, like a guy like Michael Neuverth, you could try that. I mean, I don't think Neuverth would be much of an upgrade in this situation, but it's not Cornash. So, it's, you know, you kind of give a guy and hope that something happens. I just that's what I would do. I think at the end of this, like the cap's going to be really interesting at the end of the season. Um yeah, oh man, I just I don't know. Uh, like Jimmy Howard's another guy. Yeah, like just bring in somebody. It doesn't even have to because at, at the point where I don't know if this season, like right now with how they're playing, I don't know how salvageable the season is. I'm really, really down on this team right now. So I'm like at the point where I'm saying, just bring a guy in that's not Jones. And then something you can get out from under at the end of the season, go from there. Uh, Skylar wanting to stay with the CUDA for a second with the amount of prospects mm-hmm. we have. Uh, can we package them and send Jones to the darkest part of the shadow realm? They have Craig Anderson. They don't need, they don't need a goalie. So, uh, so there's that, um, you know, AJ mentioning DeBoer not wanting to talk about EK65 speaks volumes. Uh, Molerat33, I'm ready for some Guy Boucher trap hockey at this point. If Jones can't get his save percentage up, trap 
under trap hockey, nothing will. Um, you know, Kutur, it's hard to watch. Yeah, Rhett Thawley uh, saying in Couture in his first start uh, interview at, at the tank, we left our goalie uh, hung out too much. Is he trying to help Jones' psychology? Every time gives up, uh, odd man rushes, I think. Yeah, I mean, obviously, look at the guys aren't going to go out there and bury Jones. Like, let's, it's just not, that doesn't really happen. I mean, occasionally, you know, someone like a John Tortorello will go out and bury his goaltender, but it's really not common for players to go out and bury anyone, really, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just think it's, that's just hockey people being hockey people. Um, they're, you know, they're not going to bury their guy. Well, yeah, and I, I can't, I, I think you have to kind of stay with them no matter what. And maybe, yeah, it might speak volumes that he's not saying anything, but it also might be not necessarily wanting to say the wrong thing and, and have it magnified. So um, Cheryl's saying uh, he's just above Jones and performing below expectations. Yes, but uh, this season, well, you know, she's not – She's not wrong. Howard is uh, nearly a four goals against average at 887 uh, in that one. That team is a that team is also a tire fire, though. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, again, you know, again, that at the point where you, you just hope in that situation, you 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 know, you do take a guy and you hope a change of scenery does him some good, right? right. Um, for me, it's just it's all about keeping Cornish away from this bloody mess. Yeah. Uh, hockey mom. Uh, Lanny's mom, EK, needs to shave that mustache and pay attention. All right. They all need to pay attention. I mean, look, it's it's not well, it's it's a man. Like, look, I thought Brandon Dillon didn't have a fantastic game tonight. I, I know Ferraro got hurt, but it, this wasn't his best game either, I thought. Like, as the as this game got away from the team, there's a lot of blame to go around. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Tyler, this roster pool is incompatible with the trap. Um you know, there was some saying uh, trade Vlasic to Montreal and eat some cap. Uh, I don't know how you yeah. can do that with a guy that's kind of in decline. As well, in the chat. Yeah. because speaking French is a hell of a drug. Um, <laughs> I, you know what? I mean, hockey people, I, I, I think that Vlasic would probably, let's say, okay, let's let's go down this rabbit hole for a minute. You put plastic with Shea Weber. That's probably not a bad combination, honestly. That the 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 problem is is that none of the like a lot of the right shot guys don't really complement plastic that well. I'm not saying plastic's been good. I'm not trying to say plastic is, but I, I I feel like you know some of the right side guys don't really comp like you can put. Like I don't like a lot of people clamor for for the Carlson Vlasic because the 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 underlying numbers are good, but that's uh, you know that goes back to what I said before. For me, that's a whole lot of stick checking, not a lot of moving the body. Um, you know, Vlasic's not a guy that putting a guy with a guy like Vlasic with a guy like Shea Weber who has no problem running people over and you know um, being more physical. Then I think that complements him really well. Um, I just I feel like when Plastic and Carlson are on the ice together, and unless they can get that nice stick check, and then they you know they get that good first pass out, it, but if they have to grind it out in the zone, like they don't do it very well, in my humble opinion. Right. 
Um, Fnatic Teal Bleeder, Jones and EK65 need to go. There have been some. There has to be some dumb team dumb enough to take their contracts. Never going to finals with this laughable D. Um, well, I mean, f- finals. Hell, we're not even going to the playoffs at this point. Uh, Shoe Shine Carlson's getting way too much flack. He's been put out there for too many mistakes on a new trouser snake. Okay, I, uh, I, he's been doing some good work. Nice plays until the third tonight, and and we yeah. Look, on, I, I thought, thought he played. I thought he played a great. I thought for for the most part he played a great game. It's just unfortunate that. You know, the one, the one, you know, the one gaff where he broke his stick. I mean, that was a bad play. And obviously he showed the frustration with his play. You know, it was a soft, it was a soft exit out. I am not on this Carlson crucifixion train. So you don't have to tell me. Right. And of course, a lot of that comes from he's the new guy with the new contract. I think we, we dealt with this, especially when Burns signed his eight year contract, um, you know, it's possible uh, that that you know Burns got some flack early on with his deal, and, and let's be honest, when his deal was kicked in, it was tight for the cap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, look who wants to chime in! <laughs> All right, um, so uh, shall we? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let me get him. Let me get him, guys. Give us one second. Um, okay, and here we go. All right, let's see if I can get this to go right or not. AJ, you with us? I feel like I'm with you. Okay. Does uh, it feel like I'm with you? I think so. Ian, are you still with us? Uh-oh. I might have lost Ian. Let me get Ian back in here really quick. Uh, I know you wanted to uh, have a say in things uh, briefly before uh, we go to the uh, wraparound. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's... Uh, hold on, is Ian back? Yeah, Ian, can you hear AJ? I'm here, yeah. And you can hear me, sir? Yes. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Okay, so let's get into this for a hot goddamn second. I'm not saying that EK65 is the worst defenseman on the face of the planet, okay? Can we just, like, put the kibosh on that right now? That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying... When you pay a guy that much money to be the end-all, be-all that's supposed to be, you know, the the defensive guy that is just going to shore up your, you know, your blue line, and he makes mistakes. There were some key mistakes that he made tonight. You know, God forbid that I actually, like, point them out evidently to some people you know now look you want to tell me i'm wrong fine tell me i'm wrong sure whatever it doesn't negate the fact that that ek did he play a good game tonight yeah it was a good game could it have been a lot better absolutely he made 
some bonehead mistakes behind his own net. He throws it into Marlowe's skates as Marlowe is getting off the ice. The thing that drives me crazy sometimes about EK65 is he puts way too much uh, smoke on his passes. He just wants to get that pass just right there, right there. And sometimes you need to be able to, to throw a little finesse in. And that is something that so far from what I've seen in the games that I've seen live, where I'm actually just staring at EK the entire time when his shift is on the ice. And sometimes he just, I'm telling you, he, he, he makes decisions that you just go, what are you doing right there? I'm not saying the guy is not fantastic, but is he worth $11.5 million right now? No, I don't think he is. And I'm not the only one to have this opinion. Kevin Kurz had a tweet earlier tonight about it. Now, if you want to sit there and dump all over Kevin Kurz and say, oh, well, that guy knows nothing about hockey. Okay, fine. There's Boomer on NHL Sirius who did like 20 minutes about how Eric Carlson sometimes can be terrifying on the ice for both teams because you don't know which way he's going to play. Then you've got what the TSN guys were talking about a week, week and a half ago. So it's not as if I'm the only one with this opinion. So that's all I'm saying. It's like, you want to shit on me? Fine. From my we, opinion, we weren't, we weren't, I'm not we saying, weren't no, no, I'm not you, saying you are. I'm talking specifically like about Dave B pilot, Dave B pilot, dude. But, I, 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 I love that you watch our show and, and I love that you're in, incredibly involved and, and I love the interaction, but dude, like, you know, just because someone has a different opinion in, than yours doesn't make them automatically wrong. And there has been plenty of times where Ian and I, Ian and I have, have not agreed on every little single thing. And how boring would the show be if we all did, right? <laughs> it, this show would be insanely boring. But I'm just saying that, you know, look. From what you're seeing, maybe you see one thing. I'm just telling you, I see something different. That's all. And and that's fine. We can all agree to disagree. You know, we I went through this the other night after the Blackhawks game when I did the show solo. There are plenty of opinions to go around. But let's, you know, let's not jump down the throat of people. I mean, okay, Andrew Bench, yeah, okay, we can jump down his throat. Okay, no, 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just saying. Oh, just reset stop. the counter. Yeah, I'm. But I. But my whole thing is like, you know, look, we can all have varying opinions. That and what's so funny is that you'll see one group of people and they just dump all over Jones and Dell. It's oh, if these guys could just stop a goddamn puck. And when you say that, they said, well, then then the opposing opinion is, well, the defense is giving you know way too many shots on goal, too many high danger chances. Well, okay, so it's the defense's fault, not Jones's fault. Oh, no, it's still Jones's fault, but it's not just that, you know, it's just everybody has the scab that they like to pick. And I'm sorry, for me, I expect, and, and maybe this is just too much, you know, for me, I, I expect the big money guys to show up in big money situations. And so far, 
I have not seen like Couture. There are several examples of that guy showing up in big money situations. Eric Carlson wearing a Sharks jersey right now. Not a lot of examples of him showing up in big money situations. If you want to tell me I'm wrong, fine. Tell me I'm wrong. Show me the receipts. I'm just going again. We're just talking about tonight's game. Tonight's game, I saw Eric Carlson make three screw-ups. He still had a good game, which does speak to how good he is. It doesn't negate the fact that he had three screw-ups, two of which were huge mental flubs. You know, trying to put too much smoke on a pass from behind his own net, one of which literally went into Marlowe's skates as he was getting off the, like, everybody, you should have heard everybody behind me, like, as Carlson was letting that pass go, we could all see where it was going, and everybody in my section was like, no, like, it was all slow motion, and it's like, why, why did you, what, like, I understand, you want to get the puck up, you want to get it out, you want to get it going, but situational awareness, okay, I'm done. Hey, hey, dude, right here, Finn licked my face. Just saying. All right. Okay. You good, AJ? No, I'm fine. Okay. It's just, you know, when I hear, you know, when I'm when I'm catching too much crap because my opinion might differ with someone else's, it's just, dude. Like, that's that's what makes this like thing... we can all have we can all have different opinions and that's all fine. There are plenty of times where Ian thought I was a fucking Nimrod, but it's fine. Well, there goes the swear jar for tonight. Well, you know, what do you <laughs> already, I think already. Did already you? Oh, oh, oh uh, Ian, am I wrong? Yeah, no, we, we've had disagreements before for sure. This is all I'm saying. No, yeah. oh, listen to him. He's, we've had disagreements. And... No, there's been times when Ian's like, AJ has no idea what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> and with that, it's time, I think, for sure. Have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. We talked about it out in the uh, uh, in the section, you know, the um, where do we always meet? Sharks Foundation booth. We yes. talked about it. There was a, there was a team who scored eight goals tonight. Who was that? Colorado. There you go. Why is the screen black? It's back now. It's back. I don't know what you're really? saying. Yeah. I, I have a black screen on my end, but okay. In uh, Philly, the Flyers win in overtime 3-2 to two over Montreal. Sean Couturier, 55 seconds in. Hurricanes lose 4-2. to two, No storm surge in that one. Uh, the Kings over to Senators, 3-2. to two. Pajot with the overtime winner beats the LA Kings. In Chicago, the Blackhawks all over the Canucks, 5-2 to two in that one. 
looks like uh, Debrinkit, Shaw, Kane, Camp, Saad, all five different goal scorers. <laughs> that one. Colorado wins nine to four over the Nashville Predators. Former Let me ask Shark- you a question. Go ahead. Did Donskoy have a hattie? Jonas Donskoy with a hat trick. He did have a hat trick. Okay, so of course there. Let's let's tip of doff of the cap to all of the people that will now come on Twitter and say the Sharks should have kept Donskoy. Doff of the cap to you. Uh, so there's that. Uh, At four million dollars, we would have lost our minds on this. That's show. No, you know what? We had kept Square at that price. We would have lost our minds. You, That's right. You got a good point there. Four, four goal, uh, four mil for a guy who went on a four-month schneid. Uh, <laughs> not, no thanks. Uh, Calgary wins five to two. In this one, Johnny Gaudreau had his fifth of the season. Jack Hughes gets his fourth. Gusev gets his fourth as well. For the Devils in a losing cast. Uh, the Desert Dogs lose 3-2 to two to the Neon Buggers. Former Shark Gus Nyquist gets his third of the season in that one. And, of course, the Sharks win 6-5 to five. <sighs> over Jesus. the Minnesota Wild. That gets you caught up on everything. So, uh, Sharks win. I'm still, I'm still blown away by, by tonight. Like, especially after Chicago. You know, it's a 3-0 lead. You try everything you do to piss it away. And then tonight, almost the same. Uh, but the one thing, and I know you guys already talked about it, but mm-hmm. I'm telling you, watching it in watching it in person, that tic-tac-toe, do-si-do for Shimmick's goal, was, wow, was that fun to watch live. That was yeah, a nice, it's... sweet goal. It was nice, sweet. for sure. So oh, It's gorgeous. All right. Well, in case you missed anything or want to watch this again, check us out on teal10usa.com or your favorite podcatcher. We'll be back with you on Saturday night as the Sharks will take on the Nashville Predators in that one. Uh, AJ, your final thoughts on where the people can find you? Oh, AJ Strong on all the social media. Oh, no, I'm sorry. AJ underscore Strong on all the social media channels that there are. And new Pucknologist Sunday night. All righty. Ian, good sir. Thank you for joining me this evening. Yeah. Your final thoughts on where the people can find you. Uh, we are definitely not out of the woods yet. Uh, at Ian Blogs Hockey on the Twitter machine. All righty. Uh, and you had a TTG on the other night? Uh, yeah, we did one on Sunday, I think. Gotcha. Uh, and, flown by. and you know what? I just want to say, uh, this is the first time I've ever... Uh, I should say not witnessed, obviously, but listened to a TTG on Discord. It's really cool, man. You, yeah, you guys time. get the opportunity, check that out because it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. All right. I'm at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Again, we'll be back with you Saturday following Sharks and Predators, and hopefully they can make it three straight and look a little bit better than they did. So that'll do it for this one, folks. Hit that subscribe button. Follow us on the social media. Check out our videos right nearby, or right over here. Yes. <laughs> uh, until then, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. We'll see you on Saturday night. Have a great night, everyone. Hey now. Yay.